I mean, to be frank, I was feeling like a lot like Dave Walls of ABC 13 WSET when he tweeted out that photo of his Friday energy level at Dave Same. Walls WSET. Same. Trey has seen it. I have as well. We've all been like sprawled out Wait, with no more energy. You heard what I said during the break, right? Yes, I did. Okay. I said I'm ready to go home. You are But I'm Dave. excited. I'm excited we have Dave. I well, just want to be clear. Um, that's great. And I'm glad you are. Meanwhile... The news came down right around 3 p.m. today. And sometimes you just need a gift from the heavens during the Sahara Desert of this time of year. Now, yes, there's Wimbledon going on, and we comment on that some. And yes, there's NASCAR as well, and we'll get to that in our votes of confidence a little bit later also. But the reality is sometimes you get something like Jaden Bradford, a four-star quarterback from IMG Academy who commits to Liberty University, and voila! There it is. So, ABC 13 WSET's Dave Walls is with us in the fast lane to discuss that and other topics. Dave, sometimes you can just say the news came along at the right time. Is this one of those examples where, you know, I wouldn't say we're starved for content, but it's not a bevy of content like we find in other seasons of the year that it's kind of welcome that this is when the news pops up. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely the the slowest period we see all year. And also for a fan base, you know, like Liberty hasn't really, uh, it's been all quiet on the front so far as the Flames are getting closer to, uh, to their first season with Jamie Chadwell. I mean, but come on, what, what a big recruiting win it is for a first-year coach, you know, coming into a new program to suddenly be able to sign a uh, the highest quarterback rated, uh, you know, that they've ever had commit to the college. You know, it's a tremendous win for the program. The real key is now, you know, not just bringing him in, but developing him and keeping him. You know, I think with the, you know, I, I, one of the reasons I don't necessarily cover, you know, I cover our local players when they do signings, but one of the reasons I don't necessarily get wrapped up into the recruiting game as far as what, you know, UBA and Tech and Liberty do is because the transfer portal is right there. And if a player doesn't like the window, the spot they're in, there's other spots available to them. So I think getting him to sign on the dotted line is one thing, but clearly there's a lot more work to be done. Great first steps, and and now now the real challenge begins. Yeah, I mean, now the challenge is building upon this and obviously winning games in the fall, but at least there's momentum for Liberty on the recruiting trail with something like this for where they go. Meanwhile, momentum broken from a guy like Bryce Ball, who was with the Danville Braves. You had a great article up a couple of years ago, B.C., before COVID, of course, that is, Dave, about how he was just smashing the ball. Bryce Ball was with the Danville Braves. Obviously, you bounce around the minor leagues. He goes to the Cubs farm system and released the other day. What does that say about just the fickle nature of minor league baseball and how guys can uh, you know, be on fire one moment and then they move up a level and you get involved in a trade piece and things change rapidly and it can be a real challenge to adapt? Yeah, the minor leagues are definitely a, a fickle uh, thing to to look at, you know, Bryce was someone who, you know, it, 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 you can say, you know, oh, he was at the rookie league of, of baseball, you know, so it's no big deal. Uh, if you've never been to the Danville baseball park, just baseballs don't fly out of there very easily. The humidity hangs in the ballpark, so you just don't get to see home runs. You know, you're not guaranteed to really see home run. If you go there, you'll see good baseball, but you definitely won't see a lot of power. And Bryce was the anomaly. He was crushing balls 
you know, 450 yards, you know, with, or feet, I should say, which is a flick of the bat. You know, it always came easy to him. And if you look at his stats since that time, you know, like I said, he went to the Cubs in the Jock Peterson trade. So uh, clearly Chicago thought something of him, and he had made his way up to double A. And then all of a sudden just hit a roadblock this year. You know, his numbers uh, dipped sharply this year, dropped 50, 60 points in his batting average. His on-base percentage was really down. And quite frankly, when you're a team that's really expected to be up there competing at the major league levels, uh, you know, like the Cubs are, you know, if you're not going to fill that spot, somebody else is ready to fill that spot. So, you know, the thing is, there's going to be a taker for Bryce Ball out there. Uh, it just, you know, the Cubs, you know, didn't feel like waiting any longer. And uh, now it's up to Bryce to hopefully uh, catch on somewhere else and uh, keep his career going where maybe not a, a player in a similar position may not get that opportunity. So he's experienced some success. Now it's on him to hopefully deliver if he gets that opportunity again. Dave Walls from ABC 13 WSET is with us here in the fast lane, uh, taking some time off as he gets ready to get that knee back to 100% as high school football season, believe it or not, will be here within the next couple of weeks, Dave. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily, but the Bryce Ball story with the Danville Braves kind of builds on something you mentioned as well. When you're watching minor league baseball, Salem Red Sox, Lynchburg Hillcats, it's now the Danville Otterbots, but it used to be the Braves. How much are you looking for guys to see if they've got some kind of natural talent that looks like it could jump out and propel them to the big leagues. Absolutely. That's the first, that's honestly the first thing you're looking for, at least in my eyes, when I go there. Uh, you know, and fortunate, you know, we've been fortunate enough through all of our minor league teams to be able to catch glimpses of people that you go, they're, they're destined for the show. You know, they're destined to make a big run at it. Lynchburg's had, had a, a lot of them come through in the last few years. I can specifically remember Tristan McKenzie on the mound a few years ago where he just spent uh, you know, the first half of the season, or excuse me, the second half of the season here was just lighting it up, uh, knocking down batters, one, two, three. You know, but that said, you know, like we were talking about the fickle nature of it, you know, we've had others, uh, had a pitcher that set that same season who only spent the first half of this year here. And I think he won everyone but one game, had an ERA under one, and it just looked like he was destined for greatness. And I think he got up to about triple A and, and you didn't see him anymore. You know, and that, and you've also seen high level draft picks fade in, fade out. So, uh, you know, so a lot of times team, players and teams come in with a lot of promise, but it's still up to them to deliver, you know, even when the spotlight isn't necessarily on you. So, but that's one of the things that just makes the minor leagues fun is spotting that talent and recognizing that, okay, they've got talent, but can they do it on a consistent basis? And I tell you, you know, when they do, it's really something special to watch. You know, I, you can distinctly remember moments like Francisco Mejia and his 50-game hit streak when he was with the Hillcats, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and now he's enjoying a, a pretty decent major league career. You know, you look to the Guardians and the number of former Hillcats that are on the fields to them right now. You know, he just there, there's some very special moments when you see a player when they're young and then you're, you're seeing them on national TV. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see that and see players develop. We touch on it all the time with high school players when they go on to college and then the pros but sometimes you also get that with the minor league baseball teams and uh, Dave Wall is doing a good job recounting that Dave always great for your perspective in the fast lane we're grateful for it thank you for sharing it with us today wishing you well as you continue to mend and we look forward to chatting again soon 
Sounds great. Everybody stay in the air conditioning. It is not fun out there for a run. All right. Take care. Have a great weekend. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET with us here in the Fastlane. Yeah, I mean, he brought up that point about the uh, temperature. You know, it wasn't great on Tuesday when I ran on Independence Day for the five milers. Somehow managed to finish third. It's the Boy. hottest days of the week, like ever in Earth this week. Like, I mean, consistently. You know, well, I'll let the weatherman tell it. It's looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. Darn right. Those temperatures exactly looking like those Dallas Cowboys peaking in the 90s. Do you feel like you peaked in the 90s? It's probably because you haven't gone to the gym enough to get back in shape where you can be at your athletic best. Now, that doesn't have to be being a four-star recruit or any primary athlete. Okay, maybe you have kids that are that way or family members or friends, and that's the goal for you personally, and there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe you just want to be your best and feel your best. Crosswide Athletic Club memberships wait for you at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Individual, couple, and family memberships. Get them now at InsaneRadioDeals.com. And there are other great experiences like Sequest of Lynchburg, the Lynchburg Hillcatch general admission, and reserve seating tickets each ticket with a $10 food voucher. You can reserve yours at InsaneRadioDeals.com. Now, it's time for Trey and me to give what matters most, which is projections that are worth not a whole lot, but are very humorous, at least to start things off, and our votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence, I think, that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good. It makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence, inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. So this list has gotten even more ridiculous from a certain internet site that may be from a faraway land, but they put up odds in all sorts of things. I don't know how you would officially cash this or how they would determine who the winner or loser in this case is, but the odds are out and there's a lot of sports tie-ins to this and entertainment and politics as well. Who owns the cocaine that was found in the White House? I'm staying out of that. Earlier this week. Well, see, Hunter Biden's at plus 200, and Janet and Mark from the Morning Jam, our sister station show, wanted to take Hunter Biden. They believe that's the best bet at plus 200. He is the shortest odds. I, you know, I don't know enough about the cocaine in the White House to know where it actually ended up going, but there are other sports figures that have brought in this. Jason Kelsey is the highest at 8-1 to one odds. Members of the LSU Lady Tigers or UConn men's team, both tied at 14 to 1. I don't know enough about their background to put that in there, but this is where it gets rather amusing. DeMar Hamlin is at 20 to 1? Where the hell does that come in? A guy that almost died on the football field? I think field? it's anyone who's visited the White House in the last like two months. I mean, sure. If that's the route you want to go. Because it was found in the East Wing, I want to say. I think so. All right, I'm saying too much. Any Olympic gold medalist, don't know enough about them. Patrick Mahomes, 25 to 1. Never say never, but I would doubt it. Then there's some other intriguing options of who owns the cocaine that was found in the White House. One of the Jonas Brothers. I mean, I don't know a lot about entertainment, but that sounds like it could possibly be a big deal. Angelina Jolie and Maddox Jolie Pitt are both at 12 to 1 odds. Ariana Maddox, um, who? 12 to 1 odds. Snoop, 16 to 1. Um, you know, when I think of Snoop and certain substances, I think the color green as opposed to the color white of what might be attracting Snoop. Elton John at 20 to 1. By the way, I saw him years ago at the Berglund Center in Roanoke. One of the, a really good concert. 
dude doesn't look like he's in good health. What makes you think he's doing cocaine right now? I mean, again, never say never. It does age you at a pretty rapid rate, and it uh, takes its toll over a period of time. Sierra, that one intrigued me because she's married to Russell Wilson, is at 25 to 1 odds. You can weigh in on this fast lane at lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. To more serious topics, Trey, we'll wait on football. We can always do that. But NASCAR visits Atlanta. Your colleagues at frontstretch.com just dropped the Through the Gears podcast to weigh in with their particular projections of what to expect in the Cup Series race at Atlanta this weekend. The Xfinity Series race is also there. Austin Hill, the short shot at three and a half to one. He's really done well, including at Atlanta earlier this year on those tapered spacer tracks. And the X, the truck series, excuse me, Saturday afternoon at mid-Ohio for the road course. Trey, your best bets on any of these? Uh, two. Uh, Ty, uh, for you, it'd be Ty Gibbs. Spoiler alert. Yes! But yes. that's not for me. I'm doing, I'm, I'm spoiling your pick because <laughs> we're running out of time. Uh, two. <laughs> I have two. Uh, I'm shocked that these are the odds, given this is a super speedway track. But they're too good, and they're too good at this. And Corey LaJoy especially. So Corey LaJoy, 30-1. to 1, Bubba Wallace, 22-1. to 1. Give me those two. I, you know, I can get behind those. Those are shorter than they've been in prior years. We've seen LaJoy at north of 50-1. to 1. Bubba Wallace, actually, he's in the teens to 1. I think over 20-1 to 1 is really good odds for Bubba Wallace, considering in a lot of cases we've seen him in about the 15-18-1. to 18 to 1. I see more value on that. I'll pick apart the Corey LaJoy one more in the sense that he's a checkers or wreckers guy, and everyone remembers how close he was to but winning he's last year. Best year. That, let's throw that in. Very good point. And I'll ask this of you, Trey, because people are doing this with the U.S. women's national soccer team, and I may jump on board with this when we get closer to the Women's World Cup. They're about plus 250, 2.5 to 1 odds to win it, uh, the Women's World Cup. And people are jumping on it because of the emotional play. Is there an emotion in there that you just want to be able to celebrate a little bit more if Corey LaJoy gets the win on Sunday? Because whether you're on him or not, it would be an awesome story. Sure. But also, he's really good at this track. So getting... If you look at the guys that are 30 to 1 in that area, like it, it's to me it's simply put is he is the best plate racer with the best odds if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's the best of that odds grouping in like, terms he's of 30 the best to 1 plate racer with the best odds to win, with the longest odds to win. Okay, I get what you're saying with that. Weigh in, Fastlane, Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Monday afternoon, we're back covering your teams and topics. Keep it locked, Fastlane, Ned Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, and where you listen to podcasts.